Alrighty, everyone. Welcome to episode 22 of Scooter and the Big Man. We break down the rumor mill with all the potential trade the New York Mets could be making. We go through a Twitter debate between black jerseys or Carvel. We welcome James McCann to the Mets with a press conference. And we go over George Springer and a draft of the best Christmas gifts you could get as a kid. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. So welcome to episode 22 and rumor, rumor, ah, cut that Pat. I don't want that part. Uh, in there. No, this is, this is, this is the awkward. No, this is the awkward no, intro. No, no. All right, PJ rumor, rumor. Uh, why am I saying rumor? I meant rumors. Rumors are no fun. Unless you, I'm trying to do that. This is, this is a repeat of last week. Rumors, rumors are no fun. Unless you literally trade everyone. And that is the part of the off season that we are currently going through BJ. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a lot of names floating around, and as we expected, a lot of names connected to the Mets. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of a uh, lot of the big names, as as we expected. Uh, Nolan Arenado being the biggest one. How it, it's crazy to me that the Rockies are like, no, we want the Mets to trade for him. Like I've never seen that before. I've never seen a team be like, oh, we want we want the Mets to get involved because they have everything we want and they can make the best trade with us. I don't even. This is a part of the off season where it's kind of slow. And there's a lot of speculation. So there's a lot of names that we've been seeing. We've seen Nolan Arenado this week. We've seen Luis Castillo, not the former second baseman, but the really good relief pitcher for the Reds. Uh, Starter. Sonny Gray, Blake Snell, Hugh Darvish. There's been like that little buzz about Josh Hader. There's been a little buzz about Chris Bryant. There's been a buzz about Francisco Lindor. All these names are names that you constantly keep hearing. And I'm trying not to overreact to the trade market like I am to the free agent market as much. Mm -hmm. Um, But the Nolan one was really interesting because like you just said, like the Rockies wanted the Mets to be involved and they wanted to trade Nolan Arenado to the Mets. And that's so weird. Like why, why would you let that report get out to begin with? Maybe the play their hand, see what, see where they're at. I don't know. I mean, they, they seem pretty desperate to get rid of him. He does. I mean, from everything I see, he just does not want to be there. Um, so, I mean, why not try and go out to the biggest pocket in, in the league right now? Who has, who has like the Mets don't have the best farm system, but I feel like they have, if you want young guys that, that have major league experience, the Mets have a lot of those guys. Also, here's something that's like really, you know, kind of fascinating when it comes to the Mets, they, are capable of taking on one of these big contracts. This would be almost like a Cano like deal where you're taking on a massive contract where you might not have to give as much talent prospect wise. Cause they want to clear like over 190 million left of salary. And although Nolan's really good, you might not have to give up as much as you would think with that type of price tag attached. Like for, for instance, like Francisco Lindor, the price tag's not there but he's going to be a free agent. Well, Arenado does have an opt out after 2021. Like it's, it's six years left unless he opts out of next year. Um, and I've been, I've gone back and forth on like Arenado to the Mets a bunch of things. I love Nolan Arenado. I think he is so underappreciated in this league. Like people say trout number one, they obviously should trust the best player in the league. They say bets. They'll say fucking anyone say Harper. The, I don't know. They'll say literally everyone else. And just like Nolan Arenado is like the, the 15th guy you'll say. 
And that's just so blasphemous in my mind. Dude is arguably the best defensive third baseman. One of the best hitters in the league. I don't care if he's, he's in Colorado. He does. He puts up those numbers elsewhere too. Like when they're on the road, but, 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 but depending on what you would have to give up for him. And if he keeps, if he opts into that contract and doesn't opt that after the 2021, you're pushing very close to a luxury tax and you might not have the capital to uh, smartly sign some of the other guys you want, like a Springer or Bauer or just anyone else who might have a little bit more of a pricier contract that you might not be able to be like, Hey, yeah, we can give you an extra this much to come here. So I'm going back and forth. I think I'm leaning more towards like, I don't want to do it, but it's tough because I fucking love Nolan Arenado. Well, that's, that's literally what I was just about to ask you if you would even want to acquire Nolan. And the answer for me is no. And like, that's such a crazy thing to say. Like, obviously if the Mets traded for Nolan Arenado, like I'm going to spin it. I'm going to be fucking excited as all being, I'm going to just look at that lineup and just be like, whatever, like this lineup's going to mash. We have a fucking the best defensive third baseman potentially of all time standing at our hot corner mm-hmm. now. And like, that's really exciting. And like, obviously you get behind that. That being said, thinking of it, like, just straight on. I don't think I would want them to do that. I think there's other options that this team needs at the end of the day. Like right now, if you look at this rotation that the Mets have right now going into opening day, it is not a good starting rotation like at all. So like, I love getting lost in these potential lineups, like even with Springer, like obviously like we talk back and forth between Springer, Bauer, other free agent options, but like I look at the starting rotation, I get nervous and I get, I look at the the lineup right now and I'm like, okay, this lineup is good, but we can make it great. I look at the rotation right now. I'm like, this rotation is bad. We need to make it good. Well, let's talk about the ro- rotation a little because opening day, we got the Grom, Stroman, Peterson. That's those, those are the three guys you can lock into the rotation. Am I missing anyone? Uh, no. So you got those three guys who I like all three of those guys, but they do need to add pieces because let's say, Let's say they don't get Bauer and you're looking at you sign like Jacob Dorizzi and that that's about it. Like who would be that fifth guy in on this team right now that you could be like, all right, we'll slot him in there at F five until Noah comes back. I mean, like right now, looking at the rotation, you're going to be looking at Mats or Lugo. And what do you do with Seth Lugo? I mean, we've heard now with like uh, Louis Rojas finally got the chance to talk and we got to hear what he said about their like planning on, having him kind of like stretch out and be prepared for both roles. So right now, if they don't do anything, Seth Lugo is probably in the rotation. And I I don't like that idea at all. No, I don't like it. And I I don't think that, I think that they're going to bring in two starters, whether they be one, be a Bauer and one be an Odorizzi, or it's two guys in that, that mid tier, like Odorizzi, like uh, Odorizzi and Kluber, let's say, I think they're going to bring in two of those guys. But in the chance that they don't, yes, I think Seth Lugo slots in, and I agree with you. I'm not, I'm not terribly excited for that. Like, I think Lugo did fine as a starter, but he's just so much more effective in the bullpen, and we've just seen that over the last couple of years. And to have, and if you have uh, Lugo, you have newly acquired Trevor May, and let's say you get in that with Edwin Diaz, who they uh, Diaz from last year. That's three stellar guys in the bullpen. And you can add one more like a Brad Hand or a Liam Hendricks. That just makes that bullpen so much more lethal than if you have Lugo in the rotation. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I don't want Lugo in the rotation at all, but like that rotation is scary. And that's like, and not like a scary, like, Oh yeah, that's like, we're going to dominate teams. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, that back half is going to get shelled. Yes. Um, 
So we go back to the trade market. Other names that are out there, Sonny Gray, Blake Snell, Hugh Darvish. Um, do any of those starters like attract you? Do you think that the Mets could be in play for any of them? Well, I, I'm interested in Snell. I think Blake Snell's really good. And I'm interested in Luis Castillo. Um, Sonny Gray doesn't really excite me. We've seen him pitch in in a like in a New York market. Now Yankee Stadium is is a fucking band box. Like that's a small ass stadium. But he didn't pitch well there. And you Darvish doesn't really excite me. Like he he was really good last year, but he's old. He's old. I don't know how old he is, Pat. If you could look up how old you Darvish is. Pat just rolled his eyes so bad that you asked, asked him to do question. something. Yes, I didn't know you talked about his eyes so badly that we asked him to do anything. I want to say he's like 30, 34. 34. 34. Okay. I did <laughs> yeah, not he, roll my eyes for the record. I have the video. You Darvish <laughs> is on the older side. Like I, I'm just not excited about giving up any sort of like high level prospect to get in. But Castillo and Snow would be on my radar if they were to trade for one of these starters. So SNY proposed a one of their like crazy trades. Um, so let me let me hear your thoughts on this because I was reading some of the like replies on Twitter to it. And Met fans were kind of going back and forth, and I was surprised. So this was a trade that SNY proposed for Castillo. It was uh Matthew Allen, Brett Batty, and Ahmed Rosario for Castillo. I was I, I saw this before and I was going back and forth in my head a little bit because like I said, I think Castillo is really good. I don't know if I want to give two high level prospects. Now, if they were to take out Allen or Batty and replace them with like Nimmo, like another one, like another one is like extent expendable major league talent guys that we have, that would make me more interested because I don't, I don't want to keep depleting the farm system and Castillo's good. I think he, he's good, but I don't think he's at the level to give up two of your top prospects for. No, I agree with that. I honestly like, I really like Matthew Allen. I really like Brett Batty. I like both those names yeah. and like watching some of the stuff that they were able to do. Well, obviously they didn't get to play like a minor league season, but like just hearing about Matthew Allen, like I think Matthew Allen's going to be fucking stud and Brett Batty's got like, just like this natural pop and he's a third baseman. And like, I want to get excited for like another, like I got really excited for Alonzo coming through the farm system. Cause like I heard about him through his mm-hmm. college days. I knew he had a lot of power and like he developed into like that as a Met. And I like, I want to see Brett Batty follow like a similar thing, just a shit ton of power coming into the bigs and like developing him ourselves. It's like, a, you get like attached to these guys. Like I like having homegrown talent. Yeah. I want, I, I, couldn't agree more. Like watching David Peterson pitch last year was cool. Cause I was a guy who came up in our farm system. That was like our guy. Like he's, he's been a met and what, who, who attracted you the most out of all of those guys? I think like I said, I, I go between Castillo and Snell. Uh, who do you, who is your like number one out of those like four guys? I think out of those four, I love Blake Snell. And now like we've already seen, we've seen that Blake Snell can pitch in the postseason. He's pitched on the biggest stage. He dominated in the fucking world series. This man has it. And I think putting him in a rotation with, with Jake and, and Stroman, and then eventually like Syndergaard, like this is not a guy now, if he's not your number one, if Blake Snell's your number two or three, however you want to flip flop him and Stroman, Mm -hmm. like that's a nasty one, two, three. That's nasty. And then you get, let's just say something. We mentioned them a couple of times. Uh, Luis Rojas also said that Syndergaard is expected back in June. Now, does that, when you're looking at all these starters that you can either sign or trade for, does that kind of like, what's your mindset now? Like, do you go after more? Do you still go after like the top level guys knowing that you're going to get Syndergaard back or do you, or do you settle more for those second tier guys 
uh, knowing that they're going to have to play more of a backseat maybe once Noah comes back? I don't know. I just look at what we did last year. Like we signed Rick Porcello, we signed Michael Walker, and those are two of obviously they didn't perform like second tier guys. They performed worse. That being said, when they were signed, they were signed as if we signed those two like kind of middle tier guys, like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, we might catch lightning in a bottle or they might be just solid innings eaters. And I really don't want to do that again. I would like to sign one sure thing. And I think a sure thing is obviously Bauer or even Orizzi, I think is a, a more of a sure thing too. And then you have like those other like wild card guys, like the Kubler, the, I can't say Corey Kluber's last Kluber. name. You just said you're good. Kubler. Kluber. Cobbler, Corey Cobbler, uh, chicken cobbler, apple cobbler. Close enough. Or who else is another kind of like, what do you think of Tanaka. Darvish? Where do you, yeah. Or not. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to talk about Tanaka or Darvish? What do you want T- here? Tanaka. Jesus. <laughs> Tanaka. Tanaka's, Tanaka's another guy that like, I, I go back and forth on how much I like Tanaka. Honestly, he's, he's good. He can pitch in New York. He's pitched in big games, but I don't know why. He just doesn't excite me as much as like some of these other guys uh, do. Or like, I, I don't know why I want, I just, I want Jake Odorizzi more for some reason. But where would you rank Tanaka? Do you rank him as a top tier guy, a mid tier guy? What, where would you put him? No, I put him in that mid tier. I, I would put him in that, in that mid tier with like Odorizzi and above Kluber, but in that kind of same uh, space. So are you in agreement with me that there's only one true ace on the market right now? Yeah, it's Bauer. And then everybody else is kind of below. Yeah, everyone else could slide in. Like if unless I'm missing someone, you everyone else on the on the free agent market at least is kind of a lower end number two to a high end three. Like that's the best you're gonna get. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna this is like spare of the moment. We obviously didn't talk about this, but can you make me a rotation out of the top five available starters? Would you would like add them to the Mets rotation or what do you want me to do? No, just like rank like, them kind of. If, no, like if, if there was, you were starting your team right now and you had to fill it with what's available out in the open market. Well, Bauer's obviously the ace. Yep. I would say Tanaka is the two only because he's pitched in those big games and you know that he can do that. I would slot Oda Rizzi at the three. I would okay. slot Kluber at, on the four with the mindset that he could become that two, maybe even ace if he gets back to form, but he's just not there yet. Or he's, sure. he's not there at the moment. And then I'm trying to just think of another starter that's available on the market. There was one that I would put at five, but he recently signed. Uh, oh. I, I was going to say minor. Yeah, that, that would have been a good one. I would have thrown Mike minor at my five. Yeah, I can't think of a fifth starter who's available, but that can honestly be anyone. Like a fifth starter is like, not saying a fifth starter is not important, but fifth starter, you really could slot anyone in there. It could be Rick Porcello again. You know, it could be uh, Michael Walker. Michael Walker just signed with the Rays, which means he's going to be a surefire Cy Young uh, candidate or a ridiculous arm in the bullpen. I think he's actually going to be really good with the Rays, and I don't even know why. I obviously was really high on Michael Walker, but it's just like the Rays just find a way to fix everybody. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's the reason you're you think Michael Walker is going to do great this year is because he's signed with the fucking Rays and the Rays just know how to make pitchers. All right. So. Obviously, we talked about the free agents on the open market right now. Let's talk about the only, well, not the only, but our big fish that we have so far. Uh, The Mets officially ink James McCann, uh, four-year, 40-plus million deal. Uh, Did you see the breakdown of that contract? It's kind of interesting. No, what is it? So, like, the first two years is $8 million, and then the last two years is $12 million. Backloaded. 
Yeah, it's a little backloaded, but interesting nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, but he had a really good press conference, I thought. Um, some of the notes that I had from the press conference were uh, Sandy Alderson chose to sit in the same seat and he surrounded himself by his garden gnomes once again. <laughs> so he doubled down on that being the best room for the press conferences. Uh, McCann also mentioned a lot that he focuses more on his defense and learning his pitchers as like people and like what gets them off. Uh, and he showed like a really interesting example of that when he caught uh, Lucas Giolito's no hitter from last season that uh, he called nine straight changeups during his no hitter. And he was like, there's never going to be any analytics. There's never going to be anything out there that says like, Hey, call nine straight fucking changeups. He goes, but I was looking at my guy. I knew what he liked. I knew what he had going. He's like, fuck it. Just pound those changeups. And he's like, and we had a, a nine pitch inning. And like, I just thought it was really interesting. He's like, at the end of the day, like you have to weigh the analytics, but you also have to know your pitcher and know what works and know like what they can and can't do. So I thought that was really interesting. He had a lot of really cool points, but he just seemed like a cool down to earth, calm guy mentioned that he wanted to win some championships. Um, so what are your thoughts on James McCann in his first week as a Met? So I didn't, I didn't get a chance to watch the full uh, interview. I caught bits and pieces of it. I caught like the main points, like all you said, um, him saying the, the championships with an S meaning multiple was the thing that caught my eye the most. Yeah. Everything, everything I, heard um but the snippets i heard just everyone talking about it, he seems just like a cool dude who wants to win and the defense the defense him him saying that like the defense like improvements are what he's like focused on is exactly what they they needed like they don't need another like huge bat like he doesn't need to hit more than he needs to to field they just they need to be great behind the plate and i love that he brought up like make making a connection with his pitchers and kind of knowing what they are and not solely focusing on the analytics, but like getting a feel for the game. Cause that's what you need. That's what we criticized the, the Kevin cash and the race for in the world series. When they took out Blake Snell, it was like, yeah, you analytics got you this far, but at some point you gotta get a feel for the game. You gotta have that nice bounce of both. So it's like, it's cool that he brought that up. Yeah. Um, also what he did, uh, he's familiar with two New York Mets already. Uh, he caught Steven Matz's bullpens for the last two years in the off season. And mm-hmm. he also was on the same little league as uh, Jeff McNeil. The more, you know, but the, the part that interests me is that he actually caught Matt's offseason bullpens. So the fact that he's already worked with Steven Matz, Steven Matz obviously is going to be back in a Met uniform. That is something that we both really didn't think would happen that we thought they would non-tender him. Um, they kept him when you have a lot of money, I guess you could take a chance on that, especially when your rotation doesn't have that much depth to begin with. So maybe McCann saw something during those off seasons that he can help him work with. And maybe we could have a little resurgence from Steven Matz on not what we saw last year. I'm not counting on it, but I mean, this is probably the best news of anyone who could help him at this point. Um, I do want to bring up, you brought up little league and it just sparked something in, in my head. I got this notification earlier in the week and I, my jaw dropped because I thought the Mets trade for Todd Frazier again. <laughs> and it was, and it was literally just a notification saying what the player to be named later in that trade was for Todd Frazier. And I was like, there's no fucking way they trade for this guy again. Little league world series uh, champion. He still, makes Derek, he still makes it Derek Jeter. Do you, do, do you remember that? He's also from New Jersey. Yeah, no one ever mentions it. Todd River. Todd Rivers? Uh, Tom's River. Tom Tom's River. Sorry. Yes, Tom's River, New Jersey. Fun fact, there is a, at my old house in Point Pleasant, there is a sign kind of a very close to my house that has Todd Frazier on it and a bunch of other New Jersey athletes. I think it was Frankie Edgar and Chrissy Rampone. 
Wow. A group of legends. Studs. Can I tell you something? They ask the question during every press conference, whether you're a GM, player, owner, doesn't matter. They ask the same question. And I hate this question. And it's, uh, how do you think you'll handle the pressure of New York? I don't know why, but like that question never bothered me. But the more I hear it, like, I just, I hate that particular question. It's like, you're just trying to make something out of nothing. I see that. I mean, it, it is a thing like, like literally the pressure of, of pitching or pitching and playing in a big market is an actual thing. Like you saw with Zach Greinke many years ago, like he, he refused to pitch in New York because he was like terrified of like the big lights. And he went to LA, which is a very nice big market team, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, like it is a thing, but I get why it's annoying. And for like that exact reason, it's like, you're trying to get a clickbait. You're trying to get a quote. What do you want these guys to say? What, yeah. what, what, how do you answer that question? How, how would you honestly answer that question? Even if you were slightly concerned of it as an athlete, what, what would you, what would you say? You know what? Yeah. I'm actually really nervous about pitching in, in New York. I get nervous about it. I don't like the media. You guys are all over me. Like we every guy would that. Every guy would give you the same answer. It's like, oh, I'm ready for the challenge. I want the big lights, blah, 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 something to that effect. Oh, there's no place like New York. It's the best city in the world. Yeah. Like, this is where you want to win. They say there's no fans. It's like, what? at, at what point are we going to start asking these guys, like, just like real genuine questions that we want the answers to and not these just like clickbait, like, fu- like fucking fluff pieces? Who asked, who asked the question? Do you remember? Uh, no, I didn't remember it. Honestly, I, I was, I was watching it with like my AirPods in and I was like kind of in a quiet room with like my phone propped up. And I remember as soon as I heard it, I was like, why the fuck are we asking this? Like, I, <laughs> I, I hate that question. And you know, you know, if they sign Springer or Bauer, whoever they trade for anyone, like that question is going to get asked to all of these guys. Yeah. Like this is actually something, Pat, this is like a challenge for you. If you ever want to do it with all these free agent signings, they're going to do, they're going to ask that question to every player i'll i'll find the timestamp of when they ask that question but i want to make a clip of all the players answering how do you how will you handle the pressure of new york can you can you can you make a mental note of that it's it's in my yeah mental note peck this is off topic but i'm now i gotta ask because i'm i'm talking to you directly are you growing a mustache what are you doing yes i am actually i i started shaving everything beside the stash Okay. So I'm trying to see what happens, but, uh, it's great podcast material. Yeah. Well, yeah. Put, I'll, I'll, I'll make it our profile picture for our Twitter page for the next please, week. Please don't. So, <laughs> so, I would hate that. I would hate yeah. that. I mean, I look like crap right now, but I don't think I, I don't think I hate it, but I just needed to address it. It I, looks a lot I need, better in person. I need to see it in a few, in like a, like a week, uh, a few weeks. It's going to give better? my, for, for anybody listening, versus everybody, he's taking a flashlight and putting it under his chin and, and illuminating his face. <laughs> and it's, it's, makes it makes it a little better, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see. Much worse. I didn't see the progression going into, going into 2021 with the mustache. So we'll see what happens. All right. Speaking of players that the Mets will hopefully sign, um, we've talked about this man now for three straight weeks when we thought we'd been at the verge of getting ready to ink him. Uh, we're still not signed. Do you want to go back? No, but just before you say anything, because you said it, you said you said it before when you mentioned McCann. I don't like when people say ink. It just it irks cool. me. What do you want me to say? Agreed to terms. Uh, inked is official. It just it just sounds so weird to me. All right, I won't, I won't say inked. Inked. Ooh. I don't like it. You like when I like just, when I whisper it. Let's do it. Let's do an ASMR of the word ink. Inked. inked. Hey, you just sound like you're a spelling bee, and hey, you're just PJ. giving the word. PJ, look what I'm holding in my hand. It's a pen full of ink. Listen to it. Oh. That's me signing the contract, PJ. 
Brian, you didn't see me get this weird when you say you don't like when people ask the pressure of New York. That's fair. That's fine. <laughs> I, will, I will try to avoid the word I N K. Penciled, penciled in, penciled in, penciled in. Yeah, we almost just say signed. Yeah. We almost <laughs> just <say> signed. <laughs> it's so, it's to, so simple. We're getting ready to pencil in uh, Springer into the lineup, but we haven't signed him yet because it is now down to the Blue Jays or the Mets. And this is taking a while. And I didn't think it, I really thought this would be over with already. I don't know. You always see the bigger name free agents waiting till like the new year to always sign. I'm not terrible. I'm not that shocked. I feel like we just all had it in our heads that once they sign McCann, they're just going to sign everyone else. It, it could be another, just, it could be another thing like, Oh, uh, Springer's agents. Like we're trying to get a little bit more money out of the Mets or saying where the blue Jays are interested or something like that. Where like every free agent tries to pit two teams together to get the most money. I feel like he's going to sign sometime mid January, mid to early January. I'm going to make my prediction now. January 11th is the date that we signed George Springer. What do you think that contract is? I know. I think we've talked about it in the past, but what do you think George Springer signs for? I would say something like four or five years, like a hundred million. You think he gets four, a hundred annual value? 20 million is what I'll say. Okay. So like yeah. four years, 80 or, or 85 or something like that. Something in that range. Yeah. I think, I think four years, 80 to 85 is probably what is what he'll come down to. I, I hope that the negotiations with the blue Jays and the Mets right now, I hope that and it probably is. They're probably arguing like who's going to give us the fifth year. Yeah. That's got, that's definitely the sticking point. And I, and I don't want to go five. I really don't. If they go five, I think I don't see I, this. This shouldn't do it for me, but I feel like if they go five with Springer, Bauer's definitely off the table. Because I don't think you can get Bauer. I mean, we've talked if he's going to do the one-year deal, that's different. But if Bauer signs like a legit contract, I don't think you get Bauer under five years. And I don't think they're going to hand out two five-year, $100 million contracts. I don't think they'll do that. The more the days go on, the less the less likely I think in my head that Bauer's going to sign with the Mets. Yeah, I feel like he was like, we had him on like the hype for a while. And I think at the end of the day, he, like when the dust settles, I feel like he's going to be an angel. Yeah, like like I said, I think the last set, I think it was last episode. I said like sixty forty. I think he's going to be the Angels. Like each day is progressing like a one or two percent more to the Angels. Like I'm at like I'm at like seventy three twenty seven Angels. But at the same time, like you haven't heard any Bauer rumors. No one's reporting on like Bauer talking to them. Like it's just all smoke and mirrors from what you hear from Bauer and the fan bases that like him and his agents are retweeting. Like like Rachel Luba and all of them, they're retweeting all the buzz, but you don't know who he's actually like sitting down and having in-depth conversations with. We know the Mets are probably one of them, but Mm -hmm. you don't know everybody involved, which that's credit to them for basically keeping everything a secret and not tipping their hand, keeping everything a secret while building the craziest amount of hype ever. Yeah. Like they, they build so much hype around Bauer and like everything is quiet on what he's actually doing. Whoever saw whoever signs Bauer, like he he better fucking perform. Like if he's gonna go through all of this like hype and and oh who am I gonna sign with? Like he better fucking perform. Like he can't go out and like not live up to that contract. God, could you imagine if he had like a four or five ERA? It looked terrible. He would look like the biggest yeah. asshole in the world. But man, but, I want him to look like an asshole in Queens. No, I don't want him to look like an asshole in Queens. I want to look like an ace in Queens. I just want him to be in Queens. Would you, you would give him that huge contract even if he, and he fucking sucked. You'd be happy. No. You say you like, just want him in Queens. Yeah. But like, I'd be happy this off season. Bro, we're I going know. for more than this. I we're going know. For more than just the off I season. Know. But you know what? At the same time, we're trying to win the off season. This, this is a childish take. This is a bad take, but I'm going to say it. I just want to win something with this team. 
And like winning an off season even would be, would be so nice just to win something. That's, that's a loser's mentality. I know that's a very big, that's a, that's an, I know L. it is. It's childish. It's bad. It's a bad mentality. We're not, we're not that anymore. Past Mets. If you're talking 2014 Mets, like, yeah, I want to win the off season. I want to get, I want to get this big guy. Cause we're not going to win a world series. No, we're, we're, we're in prime position to win a world series. I don't want to hear any of this shit. Like, Oh, I just want to win the off season. No, I want to win fucking championships. I just and, want to win something. No, I want to win fucking championships. I don't want to say I want to win something. I don't want to hear oh meaningful games in September. I want, I want to. I want. I want championships, Brian. I mean, if I hear, I know you just said, and you didn't say. It, if I hear meaning, meaningful games in September ever again, I'm gonna fucking flip out. I I just want to win a third Rookie of the Year or a third Cy Young Award. Shut the fuck up and go twenty games under five hundred. <laughs> What Can we, we kick him off the podcast? I hope so. I That's, mean, I, we'll I'm not even a Mets fan, and I just got angry. Pat, Pat and PJ, come That's on. That's been the last five years. <laughs> Let's win a rookie of the year or a Cy Young and go 20 games under 500 and sign two people in the offseason. Not the same Mets anymore, Brian. You can go hang out with you can go hang out with uh, the scumbag Wilpons. Uh, go be best friends with Bradley Wilpon. I'll tell you what. Uh, me, the, and Pat, Sal, me and Pat will stay here and take championships. Tell me, tell me right now. The name Sal Katz sounds like someone you would do like really sketchy shit with. I mean, it's pronounced Saul Katz. I think that makes it even worse. Yes, I, that's a sketchy I think, name. I think Sal Katz is worse. Eh, Sal. I yeah, I, I agree with you. It is a very, uh, a very like, hey, I'm gonna hang out under this bridge type of name. Like when you like tell your parents, like, hey, who are you hanging out with tonight? And you're like, I'm hanging out with Sal Katz. They're like, oh, come on. Like I'm not not they're, they're locking you in the room. They're not they're like, no, they're not letting you leave the house. We don't want you to hang out with him. His parents <laughs> don't take care of it. Like it's like a yeah, whole, that's, that's the, that's the name where like, mm, I don't want you to hang out with him. He's a bad influence. And you're His like, why? Like, what town. do you know? What do you know about Sal? They're like, I just know he's bad for you. I know he's a bad influence yeah, on you. Car windows are tinted. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's get back on track. Um, anyone, anything else on, uh, go back to Springer. Um, anything else you have on Springer? Do you think no. like when do you think he's gonna like sign? Not even just with the Mets, like just in general. I mean, there, I don't see any of these big guys signing anything before the new year. No, um, I don't either. So I, I'm thinking like first week of January, like January fifth, sixth, like once like all the dust settles and everything. I I feel like we'll start seeing some movement again. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, that being said, we had some couple of fun things on Twitter. Uh, Pete Alonso broke his social media silence. I don't know if anyone was really paying attention, but Pete had been really, really quiet on Twitter and he was very, very vocal on Twitter for a long time. Um, but he's been really quiet this off season and he released a big uh, iPhone notes letter of him basically just saying like, Hey, listen, like I want everyone to know that I've been working my ass off. Uh, I've taken some time off social media and I'm just trying to get in the best shape of my life. And I'm really excited for everything that's going on this off season. And like, there's a lot of buzz around the Mets and like, I want to be a part of it. And he's looking forward to holding down the one bag. That was like the big quote from it that he looks forward to holding down the one bag with him saying that that means that Pete Alonso fully anticipates that he will be at first base more likely than not every game for the New York Mets. If the Mets don't have a DH, this gets super interesting with him and Dom mm-hmm. Smith. Obviously Dom's going to be in left a lot. He's going to cover when Pete's, like on the bench, if they play any American league games, you know, they could DH and do whatnot, but like you're, you're fully on board with Pete at first 99% of the time. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Basically like, unless he needs an off day or he's DHing against the American league, he's going to be at first. I haven't lost any, any faith in him. Um, like, like you said, off season, he had, he had a, he had a sophomore slump and his sophomore slump was 
aggregate to a 162 game, 35 and like 90. Like I, I, there's, I like, I like how he was like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm taking a break from social media. I'm just going to try to focus on baseball and try to get better. I fully anticipate being in my position. I don't think anyone's really doubting that. I like that. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with, I'm cool with him addressing that he's working hard and that he's focused and that he's confident in himself that he's going to keep playing. And I think he will. We also said this too, like during the season, like Pete, Pete's a showman. Like Pete plays up to a crowd. I really, really believe that the crowd noise and a packed house like that, he doesn't shy away from that. He gets more excited for it. So like you said, a little bit of a sophomore slump. I'm not too concerned with Pete Alonzo. He's our first baseman going forward. We will find at bats for Dom Smith. Dom Smith will still get over 400 at bats with this team. I think he starts in, he starts in left if there's no DH. Like, yeah. like I, I hate keep playing guys out of position, but Dom Smith played insane last year that you can't not start him somewhere. Yep. Completely agree with you. Uh, also, another thing that was on Mets Twitter, this was by our owner, our uncle, Uncle Stevie. He put out a pretty fun debate. Uh, he put out black jerseys or Carvel. What would you rather back at City Field in 2021? I actually did not know that Carvel was not at City Field. Apparently, a couple of years ago, they switched it out with Mr. Softy, and fans have been very upset about this. So what would you rather back at City Field in 2021? The Mets wearing their black jerseys or having Carvel ice cream? It's the black jerseys, uh, 100%. And I, I think Steve Cohen also had a, uh, like the overwhelming thing was black jerseys. I think he had a funny tweet coming back where he's like, what about Carvel with sprinkles? I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, though, there is nothing better at a ballpark than a, like a New York Met helmet with white, well, not white, vanilla ice cream with rainbow sprinkles. That's yeah, a special. That's a special ice cream. I disagree. I'm not much. Of a, I'm not much of a dessert sweets guy. So I'm gonna go. So I would always pick like a a nice, uh, nice like like a hot dog and hot dog and fries. I mean, we this this could be a future power ranking of ballpark food. Yeah, keep that a in mind. Pat, write that down. We haven't done a power rankings in a while. Or, that, I mean, I mean, I'm, just, I'm just saying. Have we ever well, done dra- a drafts power are different ranking? than power rankings though? Because power fair. rankings we we can overlap. Dra- that's that's are, true. We, we, I mean, do you count the lists that we did power rankings kind of similar? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's basically power rankings. Yeah. So we can, that's right. future draft idea, ballpark fruits, power, write it down. Uh, but yeah, it's the black jerseys. I, I think, I think it's been overwhelming now. We will see the black jerseys back in 2021. I think it's already been hinted enough at where they will be like the Friday night home alternate. Like mm-hmm. you're going to see these jerseys probably like once or twice a month. And everyone's going to be excited when we can, see them back out there. They're going to sell a shit ton of them because fans are going to be excited to get your new players wearing them. Seeing DeGrom in like those black jerseys is going to be cool shit. Seeing Alonzo, seeing Stroman, like there's so many of them. And like, I don't have a black jersey since Ike Davis. Yeah, my last one, I think mine's also Ike Davis too. I think I have a David Wright one, but I think the last one I got was Ike Davis also. Shout out Ike. Yeah. I just am imagining Jacob DeGrom playing playing with the Phillies Friday night, City Field, mowing down Bryce Harper, mowing down Reese Hoskins, mowing down all these guys for 12 strikeouts in the black jerseys. And the Mets win uh, for nothing because it's a new say, fucking team and the bullpen doesn't blow for him. I was going to say, Jacob got runs, run support in PJ's this imagination. New, this is a new team, Brian. It's a new team. No, you can have your loser mentality. This is a championship right. team. So speaking of championships, let's talk about 
our drafts that we've been doing on this podcast. Yeah, let's talk. So we've had four drafts, right? Yes. We've had four Ooh, drafts. Four. Yeah. And PJ has went four and oh. Um, Pat and I have never won. Pat has really never put up a competitive draft <laughs> at all. <laughs> the first draft. First draft, I was close. After that, so, I, yeah. So basically, it's always been PJ inching me out by like 5%. Mm. I've never really been blown. I don't think I've been blown out. I'm going to, I can check the tape on that one. I think it was just the one where you kind of inched out. Every other one was kind of a blowout. But the past two are close. That has never been competitive in any of these drafts. That's, I mean, I, 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 I go out on a limb. I really so try. We're going to do a draft here now with the holidays literally coming out this week. We got Christmas this week. Um, we're going to do the top five Christmas gifts you've received as a kid, right? Is that the proper wording we like? Yeah. Just a, a gift you received on Christmas morning, like growing up. So like, I like, you can't put like PS five. Cause it's like you weren't a kid. It has to be something like when you were reasonably younger that you received. What do we consider? What do we consider younger though? Uh, like, six, I, I would understand like, like younger. Fr- yeah. Like freshman year of high school and below. Okay. Like middle school, like, can, like that, that kind of range. Okay. So do you want, do you want to kind of put it out like, before college, like before you kind of like moved out. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we can, we can kind of gauge and see like, if there's one, like an Xbox one, wouldn't be like a, uh, as a kid, I would think okay. that would be kind of like pushing the line a lot. Okay. All right. That's fine. We can. Um, yeah. all right, but hold on one sec. So I, Pat and I have obviously accused PJ of dirtying the water with, uh, flooding the, the red, pool. the red bat, the red bank bastards, uh, filling it with New Jersey pride Instead of actual looking at the content in front of them, we think they're just hitting PJ's at sign. So I just want to say it publicly. I'm rooting for Pat to have a really good draft as well as myself. I'm rooting for you guys to have a good draft too. I want some competition. And I feel like if Pat's draft isn't going well, I might, you know, message him some suggestions that might help his draft. Then I won't answer those messages because I I honestly, I'm not going to boost myself, but I'm very confident. I'm happy with my draft. You realize how bad your last few have been. Like they've no, been th- this really, one, really this bad. one, I'm, I'm not saying I went like basic bitch on this draft, but I'm, I'm confident I can get some people on my side. I feel like you're almost better going basic bitch. At least you can get some votes. You don't, you don't get any right now. I think As this, I, I, I will fully tell you, I think this might be the one where one of you guys can actually beat me because no, I'm not too confident in my list. Don't, don't start. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not joking. Cause now when he wins to go, Oh, this wasn't even my hot yeah, stuff. This I already was, said on air. I wasn't oh, confident. I don't even celebrate Christmas. So <laughs> you religion <laughs> shaming me. <laughs> not, I don't even know if you do or not. <laughs> do, do, of course. Do, yes, do, he do. does. Do you? Okay. Pat, if you didn't. All right, so what's the order? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the order is, uh, I got it right here. So we're going to do bra. Oh, I missed it up. Brian, then PJ, then me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Brian, I know we talked about it in the group chat before the, tonight. Mm-hmm. Do we want to do some trading with our picks? Because I know you, you want us, you don't you want, want the offer, first pick. If you want to offer me something for the first pick right now, I'd like to listen. I would swap the first round. So you would go third. I'd go second. Mm-hmm. I'd go first. You go third. And then I would give you my third round pick. I think I wrote this out too. I give you my third round pick. And then, but the thing is, I don't know how that would work. All right. Just we're not going to trade. Okay. I, I told you guys this is get needlessly complicated. I, I, I wanted to hear it out. I, I, tr- I tried writing it down and I'm like, this makes no sense. I can't just like take away. Cause then w- w- where did the other pick go? 
And I would have no, I would have four picks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd pick an undrafted free agent. Yeah, I'd have. So we'll just do regular. So that's fine. Yeah. So then you All go, right. it goes you, PJ, then me. Yep. All right. So first pick in this draft is I don't like having first pick. However, mm, first pick, I'm going to say Razor Scooter. Okay. Nah. That's good. That's a good pick. That's a solid. safe pick. What, what colored wheels did you always go for? I think I had red. Red? Yeah. Okay. I, I think I had red too. I think I had green. I think I had so, a silver. I think I had a silver Razor scooter with red wheels. There is no better feeling than a fresh Razor scooter on like nice pavement. Mm-hmm. It, it felt like you were just like uh, driving on glass. It I was felt beautiful. like I was, I was driving on air. I felt free. Yeah, that's free a better and, saying. Yeah, clear. Um, driving on glass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the same. My first pick. Is uh, when you said when you said no PS5, I got uh, a little nervous that you weren't going to accept this pick. But this came out in like 2007. Uh, the, the Nintendo Wii. Okay, that, that's fine. That was I that could, was yeah. the fucking thing. I remember my mom telling me that she waited outside of like Best Buy from like like 8 p.m. on Black Friday to to fucking get this thing for us. It was, and I was never happier when I fucking got that thing. That's good. I remember I got that Christmas morning too. And I remember like bringing it to like my grandparents' house, yep. like the day of Christmas. But then I'd be like, hold on, I got to set, set up the motion bar. I got to, I got to get the num, I got to calibrate the nunchucks. Just yeah, that's, I do the same thing. Really I brought it to my aunt's house for Christmas day and I was fucking ripping that shit. Oh, so good. Great. Okay. So my pick, my number one pick, I absolutely love this pick because I, when I thought of this pick, I actually had like joy. I was like, oh my God, I used to love this shit. I'm going to go with Hulk hands. Oh, that's a good pick. The, the styrofoam. That's a good pick. Go, Pat. Good pick. That's a good pick. It would it would just give you any excuse because I grew up as a fucking nimble. I, I looked sideways and it would be like a piece of paper. Like having those Hulk hands on, I could beat the crap out of anything. It was fantastic. So that's, that's already my, showing signs of domestic violence at an uh, early age. Oh boy. My second pick is a bottle of whiskey. My family really giving whiskey to like a my, six year old. <laughs> My second pick, uh, I love this pick as well. It's a, it's not a console. It's a game for a console. It's Tony Hawk's American Wasteland. I was a skater growing up and having this, this was the first, I believe it was the first skating game where you can, you're not tied to your board. You can walk around. There's like a whole parkour and shit like that. There might, I think there was the one for what's Tony the, Hawk's Project, Project, Project Underground one and two, Underground? Before okay. that. but this one, you can also ride a bike too. And there was like, there was parkouring and like the, the whole storyline was phenomenal. I absolutely was addicted to this game. Great game. So I, actually play, I actually played it again recently. Um, fantastic. It fucking holds up. It's so good. Oh God. So good. Yeah. Brian. Um, no, it's me. Oh, nope. I, I hate Sorry. to go console again, but like, this is literally my one, two. My number two is a GameCube. GameCube yeah. is the best system. Like I think, I think it's best on. system hand down. Like it's so many good games, like Super Smash Bros. Melee, fucking Luigi's Mansion. Two games I played constantly. Two of my favorite games. Kirby, right. uh, Kirby, Kirby Air Ride. Ride. Kirby, Kirby Air Ride. Ride. Fucking incredible. Fucking great so good. Like I, that game still holds up. Kirby Air Ride. And I don't even know the plot. I don't even know what we're trying to do. There is no, no plot. There, there is no, no story. Fucking around. It's just <laughs> like right, great, right. great, great games. All right. So I got a lot still in front of me. So I'm a little, I'm a little uncomfortable with having so many options here. But I'm going to go back to a really fond memory of uh, when my cousin got this and everybody like freaked out. Every aunt and uncle and like cousin wanted a turn. And this was rock band when they got rock band and the whole family was either playing the drums, the bass, the guitar or singing different songs. Rock band was like a huge fucking deal on Christmas morning. Did you like 
rock band or guitar hero more? I liked both and I didn't know which one to like, I had rock band slash guitar hero. And I, I was like, I had both, but I, I think the rock band one for our family, was like a bigger deal, but like I, it could be either. I think I would, I think I like guitar hero more like the, like rock band is cool. You play a bunch of different things, but like the guitar was always the most fun to play. Like the drums I, were cool, but I feel like it was too, too complicated, not, not complicated, like really complicated, but just too much. I think it was the, for me, it was so hard to calculate because Guitar Hero had the circles mm-hmm. on like the, the register that you can mm-hmm. click. It was the little skinny rectangles that Rock Band had. And for me, like on the, on the drums or like the, the, the bass, I just could not hit those notes as, as clean as I could in Guitar Hero. Yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, number three for me, this is something that I feel like a lot of families got. So I'm going to go out on a limb here. Uh, we got Tickle Me Elmo one year and it was a big fucking deal in the Sarnelli household. So I'm, I'm going to say Tickle Me Elmo. I feel like that was a bigger thing, like well before we were. No, Tickle I'm, Me Elmo. I'm pretty sure like they're weird. worth like thousands of dollars now. Yeah, they're yeah. really expensive. Like, I, thought, I, I, I never got one. I always thought that it was like before I was born, like, oh, like it was, early 90s. No, Tickle, tickle Me Elmo. Hold on. I'll, I'm going to find out the age. If somebody else wants to go on to their next pick, uh, Tickle I Me mean, Elmo came out in 96. Really? Okay. So it was like literally when we were born. Yeah. When we were born. Yeah. Right. That's, that's not yeah. the right pick. All right. That's I don't not think it held pick. up as well, but I'm all right. I mean, it's, de- it's definitely like the, the toy that, like, when you, you think of, like, when you go back and, like, oh, what would, what was the big Christmas gift? Like, Tickle Me Elmo is like one of the top ones. I just never personally got one. Or, yeah. Like, I thought it was like yeah. much older. Um, my, my number three is something I got every single year and I loved it every single time. It's just Legos. Okay. Legos, any any Legos. particular Lego or just all Legos? I was trying to think of like any particular ones I like still like stand out to me. Like I remember one being like a like a fire station, which was cool. One was like a like a, a big plane. Like any any sort of Lego was awesome because like I would take it. Me and my, me and my brother would each get like a one uh, big uh, Lego set, and basically like that would be the first thing we would do Christmas. Like after after opening our presents, was go down build that Lego. Um, I had a bunch of Harry Potter ones. I remember that. Um, okay. So just always like the, the constant thing from like age six to like age like 16, honestly. Okay. It's not too bad. I can, I can see Legos. Yeah. It's, just, it's a very like, uh, it covers a lot of areas. Yeah. So it's, I, it's, I, it's, I didn't, I didn't want to be as broad. And like, if you, if you want me to say like a specific one, I'd probably say the Harry Potter Legos. I'm fine with so just Legos. Yeah. All right. So my, my, this is my third pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where I'm going to choose the bottle of whiskey. Uh, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, growing up in New, growing up in New York, this was kind of always a treat Christmas morning. It was usually the last gift you'd get, uh, especially in my house. Like it would be like a very small gift. You'd open it and it would just be a pair of Broadway tickets to see a Broadway show. So I'm going to go with that. I what is that? Is that no, a bad that, pick? That, no, I think it's, yeah. I think it's a good pick. It's a, it's a it very always, specific pick to you. Like not many people are going to rip, but that, yeah. that's a good pick. We got every single year. T- tickets to a show or tickets to like a, bro- I know like one year, my <sighs> sister's got tickets to like the high school musical uh, concert back when they were kids. Uh, my mom got Clay Aiken tickets when he was performing, um, but I'm going to go specifically with Broadway show tickets. Fucking Clay Aiken. Clay Aiken. I'll raise you up. That's I'm going to say Aiken. that's Josh Groban. No, he sings. I'm pretty sure Clay Aiken sings that song no, too. Josh Groban sings. You raise oh, me up. Okay. Newsflash, Brian, when one person sings a song, it doesn't mean no one else can sing a song. Oh, my God. That's right. You can <laughs> sing all the songs in the world on this fucking podcast. And, and more to come. No. Uh, <laughs> that was my third pick. My fourth pick. I don't know if this is... Uh, 
I want to use this pick, but if you guys want to say, no, this doesn't count, then that's fine by me. And I can choose another pick, but I'm, I want to go with the perfect Christmas outfit for my fourth pick. It was, I would say like a few weeks before Christmas, like where like you're with your parents in the mall and you go like, Oh my God, like, I really love this. This looks awesome. And then they like, remember it, you wake up Christmas morning, you get, you get the outfit and you're just so pumped to put it on and just like, you're, you're not even going to play with your toys for like the morning. You just want to take a shower, get ready be in the outfit and just feel like an absolute G. So that's, PJ, that's PJ, my, you want to, you want to take this? Cause I have comments. No, like this shouldn't count. No, but if it counts, it, you know, he's not going to win. So you might as well just let it count. You no, this, a man of, this pick would. No, I think I'm this a is a good pick. I'm a man of integrity. Choose tickle me Elmo. That's a that's you, a gift. You You're talking about an outfit <laughs> that you get a week, two weeks before, and that you get all jazzed up to wear. Yeah, Heck, he'd be a little. I, I know. I know. We like when like mine was mine was with Legos, but can you go a little more specific than just an outfit? No, I saw, like I anything specific. I won't choose. I mean, it is very. There's the honestly no. I can say what a Christmas cardigan. But yeah, you can say that. You can say that if you want. I'll, I'll take that. No, because then I'm gonna get no votes. You're not gonna Christmas, get votes anyway. Christmas card. Oh my! I really don't. Can I just choose a different? No, I mean, no, Christmas card. I think is. No, the, I think perfect Christmas outfit is an acceptable one. All right, I'm cool. That's fine. But then in the picture for the graphic, I'll make sure the guy is a cardigan. <laughs> fine. Okay. That's that's fair. Is that right, your fourth so one? That was my, that was my fourth pick. Yeah. All right, PJ, yeah. go. My uh, my fourth one. Um, is uh is gonna be one of those uh the Yu-Gi-Oh dual discs? Oh my god! With the thing on your arm? Yeah, the... I fucking I I fucking loved I fucking loved that show. That game, uh the fucking greatest. And being a kid getting that, I thought it was the coolest fucking. I was the coolest nerd ever. Me, me, me my brother, how to brother play that game. It's very simple. It's gotten from from what I understand, it's gotten much more complicated and stupid now. But back in the day, it was so much. It was just so simple and fun. I would just yell, I activate my trap guard and then hope that does something. It does do something. So is this my four and five? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So number four, I'm going to do something that I got multiple years in a row, but every time I was also equally as excited. Uh, and those are Beyblades. Mm. Fucking being okay. able to rip some Beyblades into the thing and just watching those like tops like spin into each other. And like, that was a really cool TV show as well. Uh, right. And then I'm going to end with a pair of Heelys. Got Heelys for Christmas once, and that was a thrill. The only, th I mean, no, nah, it's fine. It's a good pick. That's I'm not gonna. Say. I was gonna say Heelys came out like after Christmas, and they debuted around like February, March, because I got my first pair of Heelys for uh, Easter. So that'd be a little late, Brian. I got. That doesn't mean I. You could get Heelys whenever they weren't like. You, I'm just. I. Th I think they did. Like, I, I gotta Brian, look you weren't cool enough to get them when they dropped. No, apparently not. Yeah, the way, yeah, within the clearance rack and. Shoeless. By then, Shoeless. by then, who the fuck wanted them? <laughs> I like them. Yuli's debut. Yeah, look that up. I think I, I, I remember being the first like of my friends to get Heelys. I did the fifth grade and talent I, show wearing Heelys to the we, song we were, Beverly, Beverly Hills. We we were the, Brian and I were in a talent show where we did Heelys, and then I remember because afterwards we butchered the whole thing, and Brian in the group looks at me and goes, "Oh my god, we killed it!" And I'm the only one sitting there. My Heelys <laughs> going, "No, that was horrible." <laughs> I was, I was I so like, pissed. The the image of like a ten year old Pat screaming at Brian while uh, rolling around on his Heelys in disgust just popped into my head. It was. I, I gotta. I have that video somewhere. I, I gotta post that. That's fantastic. Um, That's why I get revenge and y'all pat all the time now. I'm still, I'm still <laughs> repressing it. 
Still salty. Um, this is my last pick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this one is a very is a one time thing, but probably the coolest Christmas gift I ever got. My dad in I want to say this was 2012. It's 2012 or 2011. Okay. Um, got us Nick's Christmas Day tickets in okay. in LA when they played the Lakers. So you were and, in LA or Oh no! Wait. So you, did you get these tickets for Christmas? And then yes, they were like, there for Christmas. Tip off happened twelve minutes ago, and then you just ran to the arena. It, w- it was a Christmas. It was a Christmas present. The present was going to the game, but you got it before Christmas. It was announced we were going to Los Angeles before Christmas, but you didn't know you're mm. going to the Knicks game until Christmas Day. Yeah, got it. Okay, Christmas the Day time present. Zone difference with Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, uh, the next the next did lose and get demolished because of the next and they always disappoint me but it was a cool yeah, experience. A good, that was a good next team it, too in 2012 yeah which is even more annoying because they were actually really fucking they were really fucking good they were the two seed that year 54 yeah but that was right 54. after the uh the lakers won their championship too because that was what 2011 they won the championship so the 2012 did they win 20 or was that 2010 that won Tw- oh, 2010 won the, 20- the, NBA, the nba season's like Get so confused in mind because it's 09 10 season. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's like the Celtics won in 07, but like people refer to it as 08. I'm like, no, yeah, like, like, I, the I, season started in 07. Yeah. Like, I, I, it always confuses me. So it was like, it was like 2011, 2012. It was like one of those years. I, right. but it was, it was fucking cool, but they got killed. Okay. Uh, no, that's, Pat, that's a good pick. Pat, finish your list. So my last, my last pick, I'm going to kind of sandwich it with like two kind of ID, same idea gifts. I first started with Hulk hands. I'm going to end with the, the attachments, the Spider-Man uh, wrist web shooters where you would put it on your wrist and it had like the confetti, the, uh, what is it called? Is it confetti? No web silly string, silly string. That's what I'm thinking of the silly string. And like you press down, you can just spray people. That was, uh, it was, my house was a mess when I first got that, but it was like so much fun, like actually feeling like you have some power and it goes wow. great with a bottle of whiskey. Nope. So, <laughs> do we need so, to talk? Do we need to have an open? <laughs> this is an open Are conversation okay? right now. All right. So uh, honorable mentions. Uh, <laughs> I actually uh, have a bu- I actually have a bunch I, of honorable, honorable so, mentions. Yeah, I have a bunch too. I don't really have that first. many. You want me to go first? You said. Yeah. Uh, so I had Furbies. I had Rescue Heroes, Power Rangers, uh, Tamagotchi, iPod Touch, Easy Bake Oven. Are these all gifts you got, or are you just naming like the popular Christmas Day gifts? Yeah, it was kind of a combination. I feel like you're thinking of like what your sister got for Christmas, and then I did hoverboard because <laughs> I know I thought Pat was going to say it, so I was going to steal no, it. From I knew that was what three years ago. I think hoverboards were big. No, I was going to think. I have, uh, I, I have one pick that I actually had for my my last pick, and I knew I would absolutely get roasted, so I I swapped at the last second. I had a magic set. Like a set of magic tricks. Yep, you would have got roasted. I actually, yeah, I, I, have, <laughs> I absolutely loved it though on Christmas morning. It was fantastic. I loved like going to my grandma's place and like showing like my magic tricks. Uh, I had a skateboard. Uh, I had the corny being with family is the best gift. Uh, but then I had oh, moon, shoes. moon shoes. Moon mm, shoes. I had moon. And, I moon had shoes was like the only thing on my on my list. My honorable mentions. That's like one thing I feel like everyone's had, but I never had. Dude, moon shoes like I was so excited to get them, but they kind of sucked. Yeah, because like, what? It's like, oh, you're gonna you increase your vertical by like 15 inches. The only the only increase in my vertical was because the uh, the shoes were like so much higher off the ground. 
Yeah, exactly. They were just lifts. They were yeah. lifts before they were lifts. Yep. I had a, an RC helicopter. I feel like everyone on Christmas had an RC helicopter and it always sucked because it always panned a little to the left and you could never fly it in a straight line. Or maybe that was just me. I don't know, just been your, that might have been just your RC helicopter. I had zip zaps. Do you know what zip zaps are? No, they were the very so. small RC cars that Radio Shack sold, and the charge them, you put them on the little like. Uh, oh yeah, like a stereo. I love zip zaps. That would have been a good one. Um, I had a pet, like just getting a pet for Christmas. I had a tech decks. I had the mini claw tech machine game, which was like a bring take it home mini claw machine. You can practice doing a claw machine. And then I had the car from the Lexus December to remember commercial, but I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to do that. I have to hold myself back on some of these picks because I know now the, the jury out there doesn't like, doesn't like these picks. <laughs> that, that would have pick. been an infinitely that, better pick than Christmas day outfit. Yeah, really? You fucking no, I love, I love Christmas day outfit. Um, all right, Pat, we got to yeah, talk I, to you too, though. Um, oh yeah. So you said that you were going to get a video uh, your song about Trevor Bauer. Um, if you want to like plug it here for a second, if you want to try to play it in this segment, whatever. I'm not. I'm not going to play it. But everyone knows I made a really good song uh, parody of part of your world, and it's about Trevor. It's the perspective of Trevor Bauer. And you said what? You said you were going to get over three thousand views. I said and, I'd get thirty three hundred views, and you didn't even get a thousand. Not only that. A video that I posted that took me, I shit you not, maybe like 30 minutes to throw together, got over a thousand views today. So it's, over less 2, than 20. it's over 2,000. It's over 2,000 right 2, now. now? Yeah. No, fuck off. Really? Yeah, it's over 2,000. Can I just clump those <laughs> two videos together? <laughs> you still wouldn't be enough. Have, still wouldn't have enough. <laughs> oh my God, um, that sucks. So Pat, your punishment, and I think PJ agrees on this, you are going to release a little press conference of you saying you failed. And that you have a five episode banned on you releasing any new music. You want to give a formal apology. Um, we want you to give a formal apology. Do you want me you to do it now or do you want me to like record no, it no, tomorrow? No, we need you to record it. We'll post it. Um, what if my apology is in the form of a song? Nope. No, <laughs> no, that's, no that's, five weeks, no songs. Right. Five weeks, five weeks song band. I don't, but five weeks. Like, if you make a, if you make Trevor a song, Bauer. if you make a song, we get to beat the shit out of you with those whole cans you got for Christmas. 15 years ago. <laughs> well, they better have extendo reach because you guys are in Florida. I'm in New York. So uh, I will be in, I will be in New Jersey in uh, like two days. Oh my and God. Will, you're really committed. You're really committed to this bit. Yeah. He's really <laughs> going to beat the shit out of you at Hulk hands. Yeah. I'm just so, I'm so pissed at that video. I honestly, like when you think about everything that goes into making a viral, something viral, I thought I hit every fucking note on the head and I have less than I, I think the problem with your Trevor, your Trevor Bauer one was that like, there's no, there's no visual. So people just clicked on the, it would listen and it's then a song, it though. It's, but I, there's I, gotta be something with it. Like I know like if I'm watching watch like, like if it's like a, just a lyric video, I get so bored of it after like 10 seconds. Like I don't give a shit. A lot of this. people watch stuff with their audio off and like need a reason to turn their audio on. If they yeah. click on it and they don't see anything moving, they're just gonna be like, eh, and they're going to click off of it. I mean, they also, can we also address the Photoshop I did Trevor? I'm surprised that got no attention. The Trevor Bauer on Ariel's face. That thing gave me nightmares for like a week straight and no one, everyone just like, I thought that would be the attention grabber. When, when you release your statement, apologizing for the, the mess that you created, uh, you could retag the song and maybe you can get like, more, I give up, I give up the song. You're just going to let I it also, drift away. Two out my last hail Mary, two hours before this podcast, I slid into S and Y New York's uh, DMS with the video. <laughs> and I just said, 
I said, I gave Ron, Ron Keith and whoever the fucking third person is, I gave him a shout out Gary in the, in the song. Yeah. Gary's like the most important. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I gave him a shout out. Like, I think I even gave him the timestamp. I'm like, just check out the video, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sound so defeated. Pat, you're going to ruin our credibility by sliding all these random fucking people's DMS with all like this fucking shit. You don't understand how disappointed I was when I woke up the next day and I was like, really nothing, nothing moved the needle. Honestly, I was, I'm not going to lie. When we posted it, I was expecting something. I was expecting somebody to be like, what the fuck is this? And that, that be enough to get you enough views. I think I expected, I think I expected a, a, a first day spike and then for it to dip, but maybe the first day spike was enough to where like it would dip to, uh, that the dip wouldn't be as drastic. I think we still got some like decent. I mean, I, I keep popping up the fucking video I did today. Which shout out to to Alex Cohn, like amazing. Thank you, friend of the pod. Like awesome. Thank you so much. We love you. But like, I wish you would have like replied this to like the other void video. <laughs> like I was, I'm thinking like her DMs are open too. I might just be like, hey, no, buddy, ah, no, like, leave <laughs> her alone. That is our we, aunt. That's Auntie Alex. Talk about this. Pat keeps trying to fucking like solicit people for views. I just want. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm a yeah, content a creator. Bit. I have to get these clicks. It's really so, not. Ever since, ever since the, uh, I'm still pissed about the Lion King video too. That video. That we that one just, that one way, be. way no. ahead of its time. We way didn't have enough. Time. We the, didn't have the, enough of a crowd to post that kind of video. The right? the Lion King video is the equivalent of when Kanye put out uh, uh, Yeezus way, be- way I, before its time. Can I just like tweet angrily tomorrow, just being like, "You didn't like this video? Well, what about this one?" And then just repost the Lion King one. <laughs> just, I just really can you get your PJ? Come on, get your Jersey fucking Red Bank bastards <laughs> on this video. Like, I'll get everyone it, I know in Red Bank to to, to look at it. You'll still yeah, get, come on, you get the same amount of views you got now. Do your fucking mating caller. I don't know what the hell they do in Jersey. <laughs> uh, pork roll, pork roll, and then just that's the only Jersey thing I know. Or, or you know, hello. That what works. do you call it? Do you call it a pork roll? Or do you call roll. it a, a Taylor it's Ham? Pork. If you call it Taylor Ham, you're an asshole. Is that a North Jersey thing? It's a Central Jersey. Central it, Jersey. Yeah. Central, 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 and South is uh, is pork roll. North, the uh, North is uh, saying it incorrectly. And are Jersey people just born smelly or is that like, <laughs> no, it's just me. <laughs> Dirty Jersey. All right, All right. wrap it up. Can we get to random Met real quick, PJ? Yeah. Random Met is a, uh, it's more of just a celebration uh, because it's going to be David Wright and it's his birth. It was his birthday yesterday. 38, right? Yeah. That's depressing. 38 years old, 38 years old out of baseball, all time. Great Met. We could, we could spend hours talking about David Wright, but I just wanted to, I just wanted to make David Wright a topic for this episode, just because it was his birthday. And David Wright is my favorite Met of all time. And Can, I assume he's in your top five, at least. Yeah. Like, obviously, um, I'm going to say something controversial, though. They, if you say anything bad about David Wright, I'm going to punch you. I'm in not going to say anything bad, but I want to say this, where I think if you put David Wright on a really, really good franchise, Obviously, the Mets during his time that was not a good franchise. No. Um, but if you put him like on the like the Red Sox, the Cardinals, I hate to even say the Yankees, but like any, any of those like big big teams, where do you think he ranks amongst their like top players of all time? Because David Wright's easily like one or two the greatest Met of all time. If he's not one, he's like right there. Like, we got if he was on one of these like historic franchises with the same exact career that he had. 
Do you think he's like even in like a top five on some of these other franchises? With the same number, like if you literally just took his numbers and compared yeah, them to like, like these other, no, he he wouldn't be as high. But you also have to factor in like these teams were better. He would have had more opportunities to get those bigger accolades or like more RBI chances. Let's say, um, who knows? Maybe fucking wrong place, wrong time. Maybe he doesn't get spinal stenosis. Maybe he doesn't fuck up. Uh, have so many injuries. Um, that two thousand that two thousand seven season where he should have won MVP. If he's on a bigger, if he's on a uh, better franchise team, maybe he wins. I don't know. Um, but if you're taking like just the numbers that he has right now, no, he's probably, he's not as high up on other teams list than he would be on the Mets. Like he's, he's a hundred percent in the Mets Mount Rushmore of greatest players on this franchise is like history. No doubt. Mm. But I'm curious how many other franchises would he end up in there? Like Mount Rushmore. And I feel like he would still get in like a couple of them, but like, it's I probably, mean, not, it's probably not many. Do you think it's more or less than a third of the teams? I think it is a third of the teams. Uh, I think it's like one third of teams. He would be a top four or five player in their franchise history. I think that's really it though. I think two thirds of the league, if he was on that team, like, you know, he's, he's probably mentioned in the top 10, top 15, but he's I'm, not. I'm like going through it in my head and I think it might be less than a third. Cause yeah. like you think of like shitty teams, like the pirates, the pirates were great in the sixties. They had, they had guys. Yeah. Um, so even teams that are shit now had those guys in the past, but I don't want to talk negatively on David, Wright. I just wanted to pick your brain on that. I was thinking about that. No, that's fine. But David, Wright, One of the genuine, like all time, great, just like great met even better fucking person. Like, I don't think anyone's ever said a bad word on David, Wright. Like, let's say the Mets, let's say the Mets go on a crazy run of success over these next 15 years. And we get a lot of players that do a lot of big numbers and a lot of things like it's very, very possible for David Wright's numbers to be beat and buried by good players. And then I'm curious what like the debate will be in like, I don't know, 15, 20 years where Wright will rank in like the, the team's hierarchy. I still don't think that you're going to get anyone like the numbers might say differently, but I feel like if you asked anyone, they'll be like, yeah, David Wright's still a top five met of all time. Like if like if like Alonzo, let's say like Alonzo Smith, McNeil, um, Degrom, which Degrom I think is is like very very close to if not right there in the top in that Mount Rushmore already. Um, let's say like those guys just absolutely uh, ball out for the rest of their careers on the Mets. They shatter David Wright's numbers. I still think people are going to be hesitant to put anyone over David Wright. That'd be cool. I want to see how that debate kind of plays out over the years to come. I hope, I mean, it'd only be successful for the Mets if we have that debate, if, if that debate even yeah. comes up. No, it's a good thing to have. It's a, yeah. that'd be a good debate to have. Yeah. Um, was he I, active on that 2015 team? Yes. He, yeah. He played in the world series. He, he actually was, like, yeah, was he like valuable on yeah, that team? He, he had a home run in the world series. Yeah. Which I'm so, I'm, okay. I'm so glad he was able to play in a world series. Like it would have been so much, it would have been obviously fucking so awesome and incredible for him, for them to win for him. But just for, for him to get the chance to play in a World Series is f- so cool. And I will say, fun fact, I was at that his first game back in Philadelphia when his first swing was a f- bomb in the second inning. He's back with Thunder. Mm-hmm. Gary Cohen's call. That's a great fucking call, too. They hit like nine homers that game, too. It was, fuck- it was awesome. Jake with the ground pitched that game and he got shelled. They still won, though. Yeah, they did because they hit nine homers. Good for Jake. Yeah. Got some um, support. Guys, got anything else? Uh, Merry Christmas. Thank you everyone for, uh, for listening with us. We'll have another one out before the new year. 
Uh, but definitely enjoy your Christmas. If you celebrate Hanukkah, hope you had a good Hanukkah. Hanukkah has come to an end. I believe I think it ended like yeah. two or three nights ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, enjoy your holidays. Enjoy your time with your family. Hopefully, uh, uncle Stevie can get us something nice for Christmas. Um, but yeah, let's see, let's just go. Everything's so far turned up Mets. Don't get too lost in these rumors right now. It sounds like a lot of smoke and mirrors, but you know, if you want to give us, right. a, if you want to give us a Christmas present, go follow us on all forms of social media, Twitter at Scoot Big Man Pod, Instagram and TikTok at Scooter Big Man Pod. Really help us out. And share the, share uh, the song, share the Bauer song. Share the uh, clip of That's us talking it. good on uh, Steve Cohen and Alex Cohen and the entire Cohen family. Um, yeah, guys, Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Meet the Mets, fuck the rest at last, cause you're listening to the best sports podcast. We got Brian with jokes that make you laugh on the floor. He's a nine of best, like Brennan M.O. PJ's the man, so many hearts to steal, like a squirrel from a nut, call him Jeff McNeil. And then this pack, keeping everything rational. Too bad the fuckers are a fan of the national. Stop us, please, we ain't that slow. Push your ball so far, like Peter Alonso. So sit back, relax, and if you're a Mets fan, cause you're about to witness Scooter and the Big Band.